Okay, now, just for a warning, once again, as stated in the beginning of the message, I'm going to remind you, this message is a message with some pretty heavy content that is not appropriate for young ears. So, if you do have young ones about, once again, this is a reminder to be listening either to this message in private or get the young ones out of sound range, please. Okay, and now we're going to continue on from our previous disc about Abraham and the readings on Abraham and his multiple wives. We're just going to continue on with that, with the readings about Abraham and his multiple wives. Okay, and the next reference is to about, of course, Abraham and his wives. It's found in Genesis, Genesis chapter 23, verse 19. Genesis chapter 23, verse 19. Genesis chapter 23 and verse 19. And after this, Abraham buried Sarah, his wife, in the cave of the field of Machpelah before Mamre, the same as Hebron in the land of Canaan. Okay. Now, what did we learn by these settings of Scripture? Well, first of all, we learned something about Abraham's character, didn't we? We learned that Abraham is definitely one who likes to tell what is known as the little white lie. Yeah, as we've already studied about Isaac, and we found that being in the very next chapter, after verse chapter 23 and 24, which also talks about Abraham, we find that Isaac also liked to tell the little white lie. So as they say, like father, like son, well, that's where he learned it. He learned it from daddy. And why? Because his daddy did it twice, we see. Use the same dirty little trick. Oh, well, she's my sister. Meaning, well, even though she really isn't really that close, you know, she's blood kin. Eh, okay, well, she's my sister. Sister. So, hey, it's okay. I can tell this little half-truth. Wait a minute. If it ain't all truth, it's not truth. Okay? Got it? And as I stated before, I state again. I don't care how many bedrooms are in the house. It's If it's got one address number on the front of the building and one mailbox, it's still a house. I don't care if it's got one floor or three or five. It's a house. I don't care if you paint it blue, pink, black, white, or orange. Still a house. Got it? So you could call it little all you want. And you could call it white all you want. The last word gives it away. It's still a lie. Got it? Got it. All right. Now, so Abraham is using the excuse in two different texts here that, oh, well, she's my sister and gets away with it. And, of course, the devil let him do it. Now, what else did we learn about Abraham? Well, here's something interesting that most people... Now, of course, yes, he was faithless. 
Yes, I'll agree with that. I'll agree with you, Dr. Broadbottom, and all you students of Baylor University. He was faithless. God had given him a promise that it would come from his own loins and from his wife, Sarah, that he would have a child. Okay, I'll give you that. Granted. So he didn't have to rush rush the situation to get a child. Now, but for those that are against multiple marriage, etc., that is not the reason that God was against Sarah and Abraham Having Hagar. You better read the text again and quit nitpicking the Bible. Notice. Sarah did not get upset with Abraham. You better show me the text and prove it to me where she got mad or jealous at Abraham. You can't prove that, not from the Bible. It says she got despised in Hagar's eyes. Why? Because Hagar conceived and she could not. It was a competition thing. Competition thing. Competition thing. Read it carefully. Genesis chapter 16 makes it very plain, even though we read here only verses 1 through 3. If you continue just a little further, it makes it very plain. It was competition. She, as soon as Hagar conceived, Sarah got despised in her eyes. In her eyes. Not Abraham's. Not Abraham's. Not once did she come to Abraham and say, you know, I regret that I gave you, gave Hagar to you, to you for her wife, as her wife, or as your wife, because now I'm jealous, because she's your wife, Not because she slept with you and that's it. She didn't say that. I'm not je she didn't say I'm jealous because she's hugging you and kissing you more. Not one word in the Bible that says, Abraham, Sarah comes to Abraham and says, Abraham, I'm jealous because she gives more kisses. More hugs. More caresses. Not one word. So you advocates against multiple marriage, you need to read your Bible. She was despised in Hagar's eyes because Hagar conceived and she could not. It was a competition between the women. Women. 
That's all. That's all it was, a competition. Now, if there was not a competition there, if she had remembered the reason that she had asked Hagar in the first place, then there wouldn't have been the competition. Secondly, I'll tell you why the competition came up. Because originally, Sarah knew in her heart, I believe she knew all along in her heart that she was pushing God's buttons. She knew that God had made her and Abraham a promise. And she was pushing it. And she was being faithless just as much as Abraham was. And Abraham said, okay, well, and him being faithless, he fell for the trap. He thought, okay, well, maybe, yeah, this is maybe God's answer to the prayer. Yes, Abraham was faithless. I'll agree with all of those out there. I'll agree with it. But not once, you don't find one word in that Bible that God said, uh-uh, Abraham, you're sinful for taking Hagar as your second wife. In fact, you do find that God says, I am going to bless Hagar's son and make him a great nation. Now, that brings me into the issue of the Muslims versus the Jewish people. God's chosen. When you read the text very carefully, Muslims, those who are Muslim, and listen to this. I want you to read that carefully. You too are chosen. God chose you for a purpose on this earth. Just as he chose God's people, the Jewish nation, for a purpose. He chose you for a purpose and a plan in his ultimate plan. And he chose the Jewish nation. The only reason he chose the Jewish nation is so that he would bring the Messiah Jesus Christ into this world to save all of mankind. It was through the lineage of Isaac that he would bring the Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, through Ishmael, he also said that he would bring another nation. Now, and he said that nation would be great. What you two brothers need to learn to do is get along and act like brothers instead of like a bunch of hicks. Instead of act like a bunch of hicks, you got to sit down and say, look, we are brothers. We are made of one blood that blood being sinful blood, we need to get back to 
the original and realize we are of the one common father, Abraham. Okay, so what? We're from two different mothers. Big hoop-de-doo. You're still from one father. And the minute you could realize that, here it just happened to be a competition between two women. Just because they had a competition doesn't mean you two have to have a competition. That competition ain't going to mean squat in eternity. There's no wards going to be passed out. He's just going to want to know who's the servant of all. Now, Then we find, we find that Abraham took, he had Sarah, who became, who, her name was Sarai, but who God ended up calling Sarah. Abraham, who was Abram, who became Abraham. And he had these women now later he ended up having some another wife and some other concubines it tells us in chapter 24 and he sent them away as well now the point that i'm making here the point that i'm making is that the patriarch abraham had multiple wives not once in any of these texts we read eight texts. Well, Dr. Broadbottom and you students, where did you find the word adultery or fornication? Hmm. Well, while you're dwelling on that one, let us now take a look at our next person and their wives. Okay, now the next person we want to consider, he was also a patriarch, is Jacob and or he became known as Israel. Jacob and or Israel and his wives, Jacob and or Israel and his wives, and there are going to be nine comparative scriptures or references to him and his wives. The first one is found in Genesis chapter 27 and verse 20. Genesis chapter 27 and verse 46. Genesis chapter 27 verse 46. Genesis chapter 27 verse 46. And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob take a wife of the daughters of Heth, such as these which are of the daughters of the land, what good shall my life do me? Okay, the second of the nine texts about Jacob and or Israel and his wives. The second of the nine sets here 
is found in Genesis chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. Genesis chapter 28, verses 1 through 6. And Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said unto him, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padan Aram, to the house of Bethuel, thy mother's father, and take thee a wife from thence of the daughters of Laban, thy mother's brother. And God Almighty bless thee and make thee fruitful and multiply thee, that thou mayest be a multitude of people, and give thee the blessing of Abraham to thee and to thy seed with thee, that thou mayest inherit the land wherein thou art a stranger, which God gave unto Abraham. And Isaac sent away Jacob, and he went to Padan Aram unto Laban, son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, Jacob's and Esau's mother. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him away to Padan Aram to take him a wife from thence, and that as he blessed him, he gave him a charge, saying, Thou shalt not take a wife of the daughters of Canaan. Okay, the next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his wives is found in Genesis chapter 29, verses 21 through 35, Genesis chapter 29, verses 21 through 35, Genesis chapter 29, verses 21 through 35. And Jacob said unto Laban, Give me my wife, for my days are fulfilled, that I may go in unto her. And Laban gathered together all the men of the place and made a feast. And it came to pass in the evening that he took Leah his daughter and brought her to him, and he went in unto her. And Laban gave unto his daughter Leah Zilpah his maid for an handmaid. And it came to pass that in the morning, behold, it was Leah. And he said to Laban, What is this thou hast done unto me? Did not I serve with thee for Rachel? Wherefore then hast thou beguiled me? And Laban said, It must not be so done in our country to give the younger before the firstborn. Fulfill her week, and we will give thee this also for the service which thou shalt serve with me yet seven other years. And Jacob did so, and fulfilled her week, and he gave him Rachel his daughter to wife also. And Laban gave to Rachel his daughter Bilhah his handmaid to be her maid. And he went in also unto Rachel, and he loved also Rachel more than Leah, and served with him yet seven other years. And when the Lord saw that Leah was hated, he opened her womb, but Rachel was barren. And Leah conceived and bare a son, and she called his name Reuben. For she said, Surely the Lord hath looked upon my affliction. Now therefore my husband will love me. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Because the Lord hath heard that I was hated, he hath therefore given me this son also. And she called his name Simeon. And she conceived again and bare a son, and said, Now this time will my husband be joined unto me, because I have borne him three sons. Therefore was his name called Levi. And she conceived again and bare a son, and she said, Now will I praise the Lord. Therefore she called his name Judah, and left bearing. Okay, the next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis. Genesis chapter 30, verses 1 through 26. Genesis chapter 30, verses 1 through 26. Genesis chapter 30, verses 1 through 26. 26. And when Rachel saw that she bare Jacob no children, Rachel envied her sister, and said unto Jacob, Give me children, or else I die. And Jacob's anger was kindled against Rachel, and he said, Am I in God's stead, who hath withheld from thee the fruit of the womb? And she said, Behold my maid Bilhah, go in unto her, and she shall bear upon my knees, that I may also have children by her. 
And she gave him Bilhah her handmaid to wife, and Jacob went in unto her. And Bilhah conceived and bare Jacob a son. And Rachel said, God hath judged me, and hath also heard my voice, and hath given me a son. Therefore called she his name Dan. And Bilhah Rachel's maid conceived again, and bare Jacob a second son. And Rachel said, With great wrestlings have I wrestled with my sister, and I have prevailed. And she called his name Naphtali. When Leah saw that she had left bearing, she took Zilpah her maid and gave her Jacob to wife. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a son. And Leah said, A troop cometh. And she called his name Gad. And Zilpah, Leah's maid, bare Jacob a second son. And Leah said, Happy am I, for the daughters will call me blessed. And she called his name Asher. And Reuben went in the days of wheat harvest and found mandrakes in the field and brought them unto his mother Leah. Then Rachel said to Leah, Give me, I pray thee, of thy son's mandrakes. And she said unto her, Is it a small matter that thou hast taken my husband? And wouldest thou take away my son's mandrakes also? And Rachel said, Therefore he shall lie with thee tonight for thy son's mandrakes. And Jacob came out of the field in the evening, and Leah went out to meet him and said, Thou must come in unto me, for surely I have hired thee with my son's mandrakes. And he lay with her that night. And God hearkened unto Leah, and she conceived and bare Jacob the fifth son. And Leah said, God hath given me my hire, because I have given my maiden to my husband. And she called his name Issachar. And Leah conceived again and bare Jacob the sixth son. And Leah said, God hath endowed me with a good dowry. Now will my husband dwell with me, because I have borne him six sons. And she called his name Zebulun. And afterwards she bare a daughter, and called her name Dinah. And God remembered Rachel, and God hearkened to her, and opened her womb. And she conceived and bare a son, and said, God hath taken away my reproach. And she called his name Joseph, and said, The Lord shall add to me another son. And it came to pass, when Rachel had borne Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, Send me away, that I may go unto mine own place, and to my country. Give me my wives and my children, for whom I have served thee, and let me go. For thou knowest my service which I have done thee. Okay, the next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis chapter 31. Genesis chapter 31, verses 17 through 50. Genesis chapter 31, verses 17 through 50. Genesis chapter 31, verses 17 through 50. Then Jacob rose up and set his sons and his wives upon camels, and he carried away all his cattle and all his goods which he had gotten, the cattle of his getting which he had gotten in Padan Aram, for to go to Isaac his father in the land of Canaan. And Laban went to shear his sheep, and Rachel had stolen the images that were her father's. And Jacob stole away unawares to Laban the Syrian, in that he told him not that he fled. So he fled with all that he had, and he rose up and passed over the river and set his face toward the Mount Gilead. And it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob was fled. And he took his brethren with him and pursued after him seven days' journey, and they overtook him in the Mount Gilead. And God came to Laban the Syrian in a dream by night and said unto him, Take heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good or bad. Then Laban overtook Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the mount, and Laban with his brethren pitched in the mount of Gilead. And Laban said to Jacob, 
What hast thou done that thou hast stolen away unawares to me and carried away my daughters as captives taken with the sword? Wherefore didst thou flee away secretly and steal away from me, and didst not tell me that I might have sent thee away with mirth and with songs, with tabret and with harp, and hast not suffered me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Thou hast now done foolishly in so doing. It is in the power of my hand to do you hurt. But the God of your father spake unto me yesternight, saying, Take thou heed that thou speak not to Jacob either good or bad. And now, though thou wouldest needs be gone, because thou so longedst after thy father's house, yet wherefore hast thou stolen my gods? And Jacob answered and said to Laban, Because I was afraid. For I said, Peradventure thou wouldest take by force thy daughters from me. With whomsoever thou findest thy gods, let him not live. Before our brethren, discern thou what is thine with me, and take it to thee. For Jacob knew not that Rachel had stolen them. And Laban went into Jacob's tent, and into Leah's tent, and into the two maidservants' tents, but he found them not. Then went he out of Leah's tent, and entered into Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the images, and put them in the camel's furniture, and sat upon them. And Laban searched all the tent, but found them not. And she said to her father, Let it not displease my lord that I cannot rise up before thee, for the custom of women is upon me. And he searched, but found not the images. And Jacob was wroth, and chode with Laban. And Jacob answered and said to Laban, What is my trespass? What is my sin that thou hast so hotly pursued after me? Whereas thou hast searched all my stuff, what hast thou found of all thy household stuff? Set it here before my brethren and thy brethren, that they may judge betwixt us both. This twenty years have I been with thee. Thy ewes and thy she-goats have not cast their young, and the rams of thy flock have I not eaten. That which was torn of beasts I brought not unto thee. I bear the loss of it. Of my hand didst thou require it, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was. In the day the drought consumed me, and the frost by night, and my sleep departed from mine eyes. Thus have I been twenty years in thy house. I served thee fourteen years for thy two daughters, and six years for thy cattle, and thou hast changed my wages ten times. Except the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac had been with me, surely thou hadst sent me away now empty. God hath seen mine affliction and the labor of my hands, and rebuked thee yesternight. And Laban answered and said unto Jacob, These daughters are my daughters, and these children are my children, and these cattle are my cattle, and all that thou seest is mine. And what can I do this day unto these my daughters, or unto their children which they have borne? Now therefore come thou, let us make a covenant, I and thou, and let it be for a witness between me and thee. And Jacob took a stone, and set it up for a pillar. And Jacob said unto his brethren, Gather stones. And they took stones, and made an heap, and they did eat there upon the heap. And Laban called it Jigar Sehadutha, but Jacob called it Galed. And Laban said, This heap is a witness between me and thee this day. Therefore was the name of it called Galed. And Mizpah, for he said, The Lord watch between me and thee when we are absent one from another. If thou shalt afflict my daughters, or if thou shalt take other wives beside my daughters, no man is with us. See, God is witness betwixt me and thee. And the next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. 
Genesis chapter 32 and verse 22. And he rose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the ford Jabbok. The next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis chapter 37. Genesis chapter 37 verses 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 37 verses 1 and 2. Genesis chapter 37 verses 1 and 2. And Jacob dwelt in the land wherein his father was a stranger, in the land of Canaan. These are the generations of Jacob. Joseph, being seventeen years old, was feeding the flock with his brethren, and the lad was with the sons of Bilhah and with the sons of Zilpah, his father's wives. And Joseph brought unto his father their evil report. And the next reference to Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis, Genesis chapter 44, verse 27, Genesis chapter 44, verse 27. Genesis chapter 44 and verse 27. And thy servant my father said unto us, Ye know that my wife bear me two sons. And the final verse or text about Jacob and or Israel and his multiple wives is found in Genesis, Genesis chapter 49 and verse 31. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 31. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 31. There they buried Abraham and Sarah his wife. There they buried Isaac and Rebekah his wife. And there I buried Leah. Okay, so what did we learn about Jacob, a man called Jacob, who then became finally known as Israel? Well... First of all, what we did learn is this. Well, first, this. See, now, those who have been known as Bible scholars, Jacob, the name Jacob, means trickster. Now, obviously, what he did is he tricked his brother Esau out of his birthright. And then what happened? Well, he didn't mind pulling dirty tricks to get what he wanted, his advantage. But then guess what? Then when it came time for him to get a wife, he thought, well, let's get the easy way. Oh, I love Rachel. So, he loved her. He thought, okay, well, I'll earn. Now, that was another method of getting a wife, was you could earn her. <laughs> now, I'm sorry, today, that ain't the way you get a wife. You don't buy your wife. I'm sorry, you don't buy her, okay? But back then, that was another way, and I'm sorry, but that ain't the way it's done. But back then, he earned his wife. Well, in a way, you can earn your wife by showing her you love her, men, by earning her in by earning her love, her trust, etc. I will say it that way. You should learn to earn her love and trust by working to get that love and trust. So 
what happened was Jacob, who became Israel, he took and he was willing to work, work to get her. He worked seven years. But because he loved her enough, it didn't seem like no time at all. And what happened? All of a sudden, it came that day. They had a big old party. You guarantee what old Laban did. Now, first of all, let's, before I say this, uh, what happened? Now, obviously, Jacob, if he really loved Rachel, he should have been doing what he could to try to find Leah somebody so that he knew that when it came time for Rachel to get married to him, he would have gotten Rachel. He should have known the traditions. He should have been up on this. But no, Laban, watching and seeing that his oldest daughter was not married, he was like, sucker. Don't you know you can't marry the younger before the older? So here Leah had not been married, and Jacob wanted to marry the younger. And Laban's like, ah, you sucker, you chump. So he used the tradition. Hello, churches, you do the same. So don't, don't get chiding old Laban. You do the same. So he took the traditions of society. That's what you've done, churches. Take society and the rules of society and turn them to your benefit. And he took, and he says, okay, let's have this party. He got Jacob good. You guarantee he got him drunk, because if Jacob was thinking straight, you can guarantee he would have never went in that tent and messed with Leah at all. He would have known it was her, but obviously he didn't. So he got in the tent. And it says by the morning, he re- that's when he recognized it was Leah. So obviously, how did he recognize it was Leah in the morning and not when he first walked in the tent? Obviously. A, they kept him up late, waited till it was good and dark, had her sneak in when, what, he was half drunk, when he was not aware of what he was doing. She laid down with him when he was unaware of it, had her make love to him, had sex, and then ping! When he woke up, now she's already made love to him. She's already now his official wife. And then he wakes up, most likely a raging headache. It's bad enough. And then he realizes the woman in the bed with him is not the one he served seven years for. Here it is, the other daughter. He's hopping mad. Uh, You've heard the saying, some people don't like the taste of their own medicine. That's exactly what (laughs) Jacob got. You know, gossips, they don't like gossip when they get dealt their own hand. Oh, gossip don't like what they're gossiped on. Liars don't like to be lied upon, etc., etc. Oh, yeah. Well, a thief don't like to be stolen from. Oh, yeah. Well, this guy didn't, this trickster didn't like being pulled tricks on him. And so what happened? He got stuck with Leah. He got stuck with her. He felt he got stuck with a woman he didn't even want to be married to. Now, of course, obviously, he learned to love her. 
But he didn't love her as much as he did Rachel. Now, how do I know that? Obviously, because he still had not just one child with her, but several. Because if he had truly hated her or despised her, he would have never slept another night with her or had any other relationship with her. So, Dr. Broadbottom and all you students of Baylor University, the word hated here does not mean a type of anger, hatred. It just means they use the word here in the Hebrew to illustrate that it is a lesser love for her than it was for Rachel. Now, if you look between the two women, there was a competition always going on right from the mid time when he finally went another seven years and worked another seven years to get Rachel. Leah saw that his love was stronger for Rachel. And what did he do? He was willing to serve that extra time to get her. She knew, Leah knew that, wait a minute, if the thing had been reversed, he probably would have never even served the extra seven years for her. And she knew that. So there was this competition. She knew there was this competition. How do we know this? Rachel herself, when she could not bear children, she comes to Jacob, almost you could say, grabbing him by the scruff of the collar and saying, give me children, else I die. Now, wait a minute. Who is he? He can't, he can't make her have children. And he says, wait a minute here. Am I in the place of God? Don't ask me for kids. I can't make you have kids. See, there's this competition between the two women. Who could have the most kids? Because why? If I have more kids, my hubby's going to love me more. See, it was a competition. Because if I have more kids, Jacob's going to love me. And that's who became Israel. Now, wait a minute. Uh, for Dr. Broadbottom and all you students of Baylor University, how many tribes are in the tribes of Israel come on come on I thought there were always 12 and that included Benjamin and Joseph come on scratch your heads a while come on why is it, though, that you claim multiple partners is adultery and fornication? Come on. Scratch that head again. Come on. If it's adultery and fornication, why was it that as soon as he got Leah as a wife, why did he not classify, why did not God classify it fornication or adultery the minute Rachel walked into the picture? Why did God not classify all those other children illegitimate and bastards? 
Hmm. Scratch your head. They're all, all the children of Israel, not just a few. God didn't just say, okay, the children of Leah are the only legitimate and all the rest are bastards. Just as in this situation of the children of Abraham, both Isaac as well as Ishmael. Do, 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 do. Come on, stupid. It don't take rocket science to figure it out. They were all Jacob's wives. There was no adultery and no fornication. So there was no sin. God wasn't going to judge him for something there was no sin for. Grow up. It only takes one simple thing here. It just takes you to open your Bible, read it, and weep. Okay. Now for our next one. He's not a patriarch. Nope. Our next person that we're going to talk about that had multiple wives is not a patriarch and he's not a wealthy person. So, sorry, uh, Dr. Broadbottom and all you at Baylor University, you can't use him for your example for culture nor wealth. How about a common soldier in the army of God and a judge of Israel. Yes, we are talking about good old Gideon. Yes, Gideon himself had multiple wives. Well, where do we find that? Well, let's take a look in Judges, the book of Judges, chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. Judges chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. Judges chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. Judges chapter 8, verses 30 and 31. And Gideon had three score and ten sons of his body begotten, for he had many wives. And his concubine that was in Shechem, she also bare him a son, whose name he called Abimelech. <laughs> oh, boy, Dr. Broadbottom. Now, Gideon was an adulterer. Wow. He didn't just have a wife, but he had many wives. He ended up with three score and ten sons. That's 70 sons. That means, not to mention his concubine, which bare him a son. So, he was a big-time adulterer. That's what God said in this text. He was a big-time fornicator. That's what it said in this text. Would you please tell me what perversion you're reading? It didn't say that in this text. Not one word about adultery. 
Not one word about fornication. Not one. Not even one letter from those words. It just said he had many wives. Not one word. Not one stinking cotton-picking word. Not one. Not once did God say he was an adulterer. You need to do but one thing, Dr. Broadbottom. You need to read your Bible and weep. Okay, now the next one is going to be a very unique one when we find out who it is, but I'm not going to tell you just yet. It is a comparative set of two scriptures about Elkanah and his two wives. Elkanah and his two wives and the comparative scriptures about him and his two wives. The first is found in 1 Samuel chapter 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 through 25. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 through 25. 1 Samuel chapter 1 verses 1 through 25. Now there was a certain man of Ramathaim Zophim of Mount Ephraim, and his name was Elkanah, the son of Jeroham, the son of Elihu, the son of Tohu, the son of Zaph, an Ephrathite. And he had two wives. The name of the one was Hannah, and the name of the other Peninnah. And Peninnah had children, but Hannah had no children. And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. And the two sons of Eli, Hophni and Phinehas, the priests of the Lord, were there. And when the time was that Elkanah offered, he gave to Peninnah his wife and to all her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, for he loved Hannah. But the Lord had shut up her womb. And her adversary also provoked her sore, for to make her fret, because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Then said Elkanah, her husband, to her, Hannah, why weepest thou, and why eatest thou not, and why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh, and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul, and prayed unto the Lord, and wept sore. And she vowed a vow, and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid, and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but wilt give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah, she spake in her heart. Only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken, and Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. 
So the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. And they rose up in the morning early and worshipped before the Lord, and returned and came to their house, to Ramah. And Elkanah knew Hannah his wife, and the Lord remembered her. Wherefore it came to pass, when the time was come about after Hannah had conceived, that she bare a son, and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. And the man Elkanah and all his house went up to offer unto the Lord the yearly sacrifice and his vow. But Hannah went not up, for she said unto her husband, I will not go up until the child be weaned, and then I will bring him, that he may appear before the Lord, and there abide forever. And Elkanah her husband said unto her, Do what seemeth thee good. Tarry until thou have weaned him, only the Lord establish his word. So the woman abode, and gave her son suck until she weaned him. And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her, with three bullocks, and one ephah of flour, and a bottle of wine, and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. And they slew a bullock, and brought the child to Eli. And the second scripture about this Alkanah, Alkanah and his two wives is found in the very next chapter of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. 1 Samuel chapter 2, verses 19 through 21. Moreover, his mother made him a little coat and brought it to him from year to year when she came up with her husband to offer the yearly sacrifice. And Eli blessed Elkanah and his wife and said, The Lord give thee seed of this woman for the loan which is lent to the Lord. And they went unto their own home. And the Lord visited Hannah, so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. Oh, Lord, Mr. Elkanah, you're so horrible for having two wives. You know, he's such an adulterer as well. Such a fornicator. Well, if that's the case, then I think you better read these texts again. He had two wives, true enough. First off, not one word about adultery and or fornication in the text. Secondly, when you read it very carefully, you find this man had two wives the one had children no problem bearing and the second one had no children and all of a sudden she's asking God for a child why because the other wife was nagging her saying yeah yeah look you can't have no children which obviously puts to rest another issue as to some people say, well, this is a reason for getting into multiple mate. No, it's not always for just the fact that for procreation, now, isn't it? No, because obviously the other woman is having children, 
Hannah did not have children, and all of a sudden she did have children. So that wasn't true. So that wasn't true at all. So it had nothing to do with culture. We find now it had nothing to do with culture, has nothing to do with financial status, and now we find out it has nothing to do with procreation. None of the above. None of the above. See, Hannah, she could not bear at first, and she's already been married to him. Obviously, there, maybe there had been a problem at first, and he had married this other woman, and this other woman is nagging her. And so she, the other woman, so they go to the altar, go to the temple, to church, if you will. And Hannah says, God, if you give me a child, I am willing to give you this son for yours. Now, what kind of child was this ended up being? Samuel, who is the child, ends up being a Nazarite. Now, if you want to know about what a Nazarite is, read Numbers chapter 6, the whole chapter, and you find out what she ended up doing for this child. She dedicated this child from birth through his whole life to be dedicated strictly for God's service. She gave him over to the Lord. He was God's son. Basically gave him completely to God. As a Nazarite, he was not allowed to cut his hair, not allowed to... Certain things he could not do, just the same as Samson was. So was Samuel. And so Samuel was dedicated to the Lord. He served in the temple, etc. Like as if he was a Levite priest. He was given over to God completely. Now... She promised God if she could have a son, she'd give him to the Lord. And she did have a child. And then this priest said, okay, if since you gave this child to God, I'm going to pray over you that you would have other children in replacement. And she did. She had several more children. Now, wait a minute. If that were the case, procreation, excuse me, then why then all of a sudden didn't God say, okay, you got to divorce this other wife? That didn't work. Same thing happened with uh, Jacob. He had four wives. They were all producing. So it had nothing to do with procreation or how many kids a woman produced. Had nothing to do with procreation. Had nothing to do with financial status. And had nothing to do with culture. So, that doesn't cut it. None of those excuses cut it. Okay? None of those excuses cut beans here. Has nothing to do with it. Okay? Has nothing to do with it. But there is an answer scripturally, which we're going to come up we're going to give the answer at the end of all of this after we're done reading all of the verses. There is an answer. 
that God has in the whole Bible that nobody has looked at, but there is an answer to this question about multiple marriage. But obviously, it's not culture. It's not for procreation or to produce a child. And it's not culture. It's not riches. not procreation. So obviously, it's none of the above. So now, we find out now Samuel here was produced as a child of once again a multiple marriage. And sorry, they were not in adultery or fornication. So all I can say to that is amen, amen, and amen. Okay, now for our next person up for bids. This one is going to be, how about... Good old David. Yes, King David himself had multiple wives. And yes, he was the man after God's own heart. That's what the Bible says. He was the man after God's own heart, and he had multiple wives. And yes, of course, we find that, as we're going to see, yeah, one of them was classified an adulterous affair, but the rest of them, not once was it classified adultery or fornication. We're going to study all of the scriptures on it. There are 13, 13 references. We're going to study every one of them. Let's start with the first reference, all comparative verses that we're going to look into. First one is found in 1 Samuel chapter 18, verses 20 through 29. 1 Samuel chapter 18 verses 20 through 29. 1 Samuel chapter 18 verses 20 through 29. And Michael, Saul's daughter, loved David. And they told Saul, and the thing pleased him. And Saul said, I will give him her, that she may be a snare to him, and that the hand of the Philistines may be against him. Wherefore Saul said to David, Thou shalt this day be my son-in-law in the one of the twain. And Saul commanded his servants, saying, Commune with David secretly, and say, Behold, the king hath delight in thee, and all his servants love thee. Now therefore be the king's son-in-law. And Saul's servants spake those words in the ears of David, and David said, Seemeth it to you a light thing, to be a king's son-in-law, seeing that I am a poor man, and lightly esteemed? And the servants of Saul told him, saying, On this manner spake David. And Saul said, Thus shall ye say to David, The king desireth not any dowry, but an hundred foreskins of the Philistines to be avenged of the king's enemies. But Saul thought to make David fall by the hand of the Philistines. And when his servants told David these words, it pleased David well to be the king's son-in-law. And the days were not expired. Wherefore David arose and went, he and his men, and slew of the Philistines two hundred men. And David brought their foreskins, and they gave them in full tale to the king, that he might be the king's son-in-law. And Saul gave him Michael his daughter to wife. And Saul saw and knew that the Lord was with David, and that Michael, Saul's daughter, loved him. And Saul was yet the more afraid of David. And Saul became David's enemy continually. Okay, the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. 
1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. 1 Samuel chapter 19, verses 11 and 12. Saul also sent messengers unto David's house to watch him and to slay him in the morning. And Michael, David's wife, told him, saying, If thou save not thy life tonight, tomorrow thou shalt be slain. So Michael let David down through a window, and he went and fled and escaped. Okay, the next one about David and his multiple wives is found in 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 39 through 44. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 39 through 44. 1 Samuel chapter 25, verses 39 through 44. And when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord that hath pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal, and hath kept his servant from evil. For the Lord hath returned the wickedness of Nabal upon his own head. And David sent and communed with Abigail to take her to him to wife. And when the servants of David were come to Abigail to Carmel, they spake unto her, saying, David sent us unto thee to take thee to him to wife. And she arose and bowed herself on her face to the earth and said, Behold, let thine handmaid be a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. And Abigail hasted and arose and rode upon an ass with five damsels of hers that went after her. And she went after the messengers of David and became his wife. David also took Ahinoam of Jezreel, and they were also, both of them, his wives. But Saul had given Michael, his daughter, David's wife, to Phaltai, the son of Laish, which was of Galim. Okay, the next one, next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 1 Samuel chapter 27 and verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 27, verse 3. 1 Samuel chapter 27 and verse 3. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath, he and his men, every man with his household, even David with his two wives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess and Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. Okay, the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 25. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 25. 1 Samuel chapter 30, verses 1 through 25. And it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziklag on the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziklag, and smitten Ziklag, and burned it with fire, and had taken the women captives that were therein. They slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away, and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, and their wives and their sons and their daughters were taken captives. Then David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept, until they had no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captives, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spake of stoning him, because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said to Abiathar the priest, Ahimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David inquired at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and the six hundred men that were with him, and came to the brook Besor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued, he and four hundred men, for two hundred abode behind, which were so faint that they could not go over the brook Besor. And they found an Egyptian in the field, and brought him to David, and gave him bread, and he did eat. And they made him drink water. And they gave him a piece of a cake of figs, and two clusters of raisins. 
And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To whom belongest thou, and whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, servant to an Amalekite, and my master left me, because three days agone I fell sick. We made an invasion upon the south of the Kerethites, and upon the coast which belongeth to Judah, and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziklag with fire. And David said to him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me, nor deliver me into the hands of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And when he had brought him down, behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing, because of all the great spoil that they had taken out of the land of the Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from the twilight even unto the evening of the next day. And there escaped not a man of them, save four hundred young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that the Amalekites had carried away, and David rescued his two wives. And there was nothing lacking to them, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil nor anything that they had taken to them. David recovered all. And David took all the flocks and the herds which they drave before those other cattle and said, This is David's spoil. And David came to the two hundred men which were so faint that they could not follow David, whom they had made also to abide at the brook Besor. And they went forth to meet David and to meet the people that were with him. And when David came near to the people, he saluted them. Then answered all the wicked men and men of Belial, of those that went with David, and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoil that we have recovered, save to every man his wife and his children, that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. For who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part is that goeth down to the battle, so shall his part be that tarrieth by the stuff. They shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statute and an ordinance for Israel unto this day. Okay, the next reference about David and his multiple wives is found in 2 Samuel chapter 2 and verse 2. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. 2 Samuel chapter 2, verse 2. So David went up thither, and his two wives also, Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail, Nabal's wife, the Carmelite. Okay, the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 2 Samuel. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Now there was long war between the house of Saul and the house of David, but David waxed stronger and stronger, and the house of Saul waxed weaker and weaker. And unto David were sons born in Hebron, and his firstborn was Amnon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, and his second Kileab of Abigail the wife of Nabal the Carmelite, and the third Absalom the son of Maacah the daughter of Talmai king of Geshur. And the fourth, Adonijah the son of Haggith, and the fifth, Shephatiah the son of Abital, and the sixth, Ithraim by Egla, David's wife. These were born to David in Hebron. Okay, the next text about David and his multiple wives is in fact in the same chapter, but just a little bit lower. Second Samuel chapter 3, verses 14 to 16. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. 2 Samuel chapter 3, verses 14 through 16. 
And David sent messengers to Ishbosheth Saul's son, saying, Deliver me my wife Michael, which I espoused to me for an hundred foreskins of the Philistines. And Ishbosheth sent and took her from her husband, even from Phaltiel the son of Laish. And her husband went with her along, weeping behind her to Bahurim. Then said Abner unto him, Go, return. And he returned. And the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 13. 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 13. 2 Samuel chapter 5 and verse 13. And David took him more concubines and wives out of Jerusalem after he was come from Hebron. And there were yet sons and daughters born to David. And the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 27. 2 Samuel chapter 11 and verse 27. And when the morning was past, David sent and fetched her to his house, and she became his wife and bare him a son. But the thing that David had done displeased the Lord. Now the next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 8 through 25. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 8 through 25. 2 Samuel chapter 12, verses 8 through 25. And I gave thee thy master's house and thy master's wives into thy bosom, and gave thee the house of Israel and of Judah. And if that had been too little, I would moreover have given unto thee such and such things. Wherefore hast thou despised the commandment of the Lord to do evil in his sight? Thou hast killed Uriah the Hittite with the sword, and hast taken his wife to be thy wife, and hast slain him with the sword of the children of Ammon. Now therefore the sword shall never depart from thine house, because thou hast despised me, and hast taken the wife of Uriah the Hittite to be thy wife. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will raise up evil against thee out of thine own house, and I will take thy wives before thine eyes, and give them unto thy neighbor, and he shall lie with thy wives in the sight of this son. For thou didst it secretly. But I will do this thing before all Israel and before the son. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Howbeit, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme, the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. And Nathan departed unto his house, and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David, and it was very sick. David therefore besought God for the child, and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth. And the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth, but he would not. Neither did he eat bread with them. And it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died. And the servants of David feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? But when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore David said unto his servants, is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Then David arose from the earth, and washed, and anointed himself, and changed his apparel, and came into the house of the Lord, and worshipped. 
Then he came to his own house, and when he required, they set bread before him, and he did eat. Then said his servants unto him, What thing is this that thou hast done? Thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive, but when the child was dead, thou didst rise and eat bread. And he said, While the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept, for I said, Who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. And David comforted Bathsheba his wife, and went in unto her, and lay with her. And she bare a son, and he called his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedidiah, because of the Lord. The next text about David and his multiple wives is found in 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. 1 Chronicles chapter 3, verses 1 through 5. Now these were the sons of David which were born unto him in Hebron. The firstborn Amnon of Ahinoam the Jezreelitess, the second Daniel of Abigail the Carmelitess, the third Absalom the son of Maacah the daughter of Talmai king of Geshur, the fourth Adonijah the son of Haggith, the fifth Shephatiah of Abital, the sixth Ithrim by Eglah his wife. These six were born unto him in Hebron, and there he reigned seven years and six months. And in Jerusalem he reigned thirty and three years. And these were born unto him in Jerusalem, Shimea and Shobab and Nathan and Solomon, four of Bathshua, the daughter of Amiel. We are now going to have to continue the text readings on King David on our next disc, and then we will finish out speaking about King David and close out with King David on our next disc. <laughs> 